Take me home, country roads, to the place I belong, West Virginia, mountain mama. Take me home, country roads. Today, we are talking about folk music with Dan Federica from Scythian. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. So today's episode of Pop Culture Catechism is a little bit different than what you're used to. Normally, what we love to talk about is what's the hottest thing right now? Who are the most influential artists right now or in the past? What are the biggest movies that are happening? Or sometimes we'll do a trip down memory lane to greats from the past. And uh, if you listen to my show, you probably do that because you love music, you love movies, uh, and you love going deep on those things. So today we're going to introduce you to some stuff that maybe you don't know. I've been wanting to do a show on folk music for a while and I've been a fan of the Federica brothers and Scythian for close to 20 years and so when I had the chance to talk to Dan I knew this is a show we had to do so today's show is folk you should know so uh, my name is Mike Tenney I am a Catholic speaker and worship leader from Washington DC I spent over a decade teaching in a Catholic high school and then also trying to make it big with my my band and win Grammys at night didn't work out quite that way but now I am a, a speaker and worship leader in the in the Catholic world and I get to speak to thousands of people each year about Jesus and also through this podcast I get to talk about things that I like like music and movies and it's uh it's a lot of fun. So I'm glad you're here for this ride. And my hope for you is that by the end of this episode, not only will you have a greater appreciation of folk music and have learned some new songs, but you will also have some things to take with you into the real world, out of out of your phone, out of social media, where you can experience God's love more in your heart and carry that to the people around you as well. And a special thanks to our patrons who patronize this show and make it possible through Pop Culture Catechism and the Awaken Catholic app. I'm very happy today to have Dan Federica from the band Scythian here. Dan, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Mike. Good, good, good. Now, we, 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 I knew you way back in the day when I was at Catholic U, um, and uh, when you started this band, like right when me and my friends all turned 21, like the first thing we did was we went and saw this new, this new like Irish Celtic gypsy band called Scythian, and like I did my first Irish car bomb in, <laughs> in a bar <laughs> with the band, and it was, and and my friends did Irish dance, we're dancing, um, and we closed down a bar until 3 a.m. and it was, it, it was awesome. Um, and uh, you guys have been doing it for not maybe not quite the same way, maybe not still doing the car bombs, but you're still you're you're doing awesome music here 20 years later. So tell tell us about the band and tell us about what you do. Yeah, we uh, we definitely started out uh, uh, as a pub Irish pub band. Uh, my brother and I were both in seminary, and actually um, I used to do my ministry at Catholic University. But then I just turned out, and then he just turned out half a year later, and uh, we grew up playing uh, music our entire lives. Uh, and while we were in seminary, we started getting into the Irish music. And so we decided, you know, let's just play part-time. But the crowd started getting so big that we realized, wait, maybe maybe this is something that we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was almost like the people were, were encouraging us to go ahead. And, um, you know, we did a, um, maybe a year's worth of part-time shows, and then we all quit our jobs the same day. <laughs> uh, and we, we to kind of force ourselves to go full-time, 
And uh, so now we're a, a festival, Irish festival circuit headliner. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also transitioned into the Americana and bluegrass world. And um, so we've been touring for 18 years. And so we've, you know, we've played at festivals with Mumford and Sons. And uh, we were kind of like playing with the Avery Brothers when there were three guys in a van. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened for the Punch Brothers, their first show. Nice. Uh, and uh, and along the road, I you know, got to meet Doc Watson and, you know, um, Levon Helm and some of the greats, you know, Robert Plant. Uh, and I never, ever thought that I'd be doing this for a living, first of all, and, and much less being backstage as a peer with all these people you grew up kind of like looking up to. Yeah. And so it's been a, it's been a great whirlwind, uh, totally um, kind of, you know, magical last 18 years for me. Yeah. It's, and it's been fun for me to, to watch you guys and just kind of be, be rooting for you and cheering for you. And we're like, all right, they're releasing albums now. And yeah, they're getting, it was, it was cool to see your transition more into the Americana stuff. And I remember it was a, like the biggie, the first time you guys headlined Shamrock Fest at RFK stadium with DC one one I was like, yeah, I was like pumping my fist. Cause you know, no, normally, um, you know, one, one of, one of the more nationally known bands, which you guys weren't at that time, but, but I was like, yes, I was so, so happy for you guys. And then just a few, <laughs> just a few years ago, my, my wife's little sister, who's in her, in her twenties, um, was like, I'm going to this, this festival out in front Royal. It's called Appaloosa. Have you heard of this? There's this band Scythian. They're so fun and so cool. And I was like, yo, yeah, I know these guys. So tell, <laughs> tell us about Appaloosa. It's, it's an awesome festival. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were touring for probably, um, like, Almost 15 years. Well, actually, no, it's a, no, a 10 years because Appaloosa, this is its seventh year. Wow, I didn't realize it going on re- that long. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we realized that we, we had such a great following. Um, we've, we've played across the country, but we were always leaving Virginia, D.C. area to find work. And mm-hmm. so they're like, we're like, there's a huge void for a Roots Music Camping Festival. And also, I, I live in Front Royal, Virginia, which has the Shenandoah River. We get a million tourists a year because of the, the nature around here. So it was a perfect setting I knew for a festival like that. And it took off. Uh, it was named the best festival in DC, nominated um, along with Austin City Limits and Jazz Fest for one of the best family festivals in the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were able to take basically all the festival organizers were our volunteers the first, first year. And right away, within a few years, we had everything ironed out. And um, it happens every Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've had a I've I've never been able to to like make it work that I've been able to go. But I, so many families from our church, they like load, load up load up their vans and they all go and they camp out for the weekend. Um, and it's just I it, it looks like such an awesome thing. So if you're if you're in the D.C. area or even not, not that far from the D.C. area, it's worth traveling for. Uh, my 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 nephews who are 17 went last year and they just had a blast, just dancing and having having such a good time. So yeah, Appaloosa is awesome. All right, let's talk about let's talk about folk music. So um. What do you what do you love about folk music? Well, I mean, for me, folk music is much closer than to most people. Um, my parents both escaped uh, communism when they were little kids, and they got out right before the Iron Curtain came down. Wow! They're they're Ukrainian, and um, so then they were granted asylum uh, here in the U.S. But they, you know, they were a part of a kind of an immigration that didn't necessarily intend to immigrate. And mm-hmm. actually, I think we're seeing this right now. There's what, 2 million refugees fleeing Ukraine. Yeah, it's crazy. That's right at the moment. That was my parents. Kind of really crazy that we're coming full circle. But, you know, they left for two weeks expecting once things blew over, they would go home. But 
they never got a chance to go back. And because of that, I grew up in a house where um, Ukrainian was my first language. And um, there was such a premium put on, on, on preserving all of our cultural aspects. So I grew up listening to Ukrainian folk music Wow! in the house. And um, so it was, it was kind of a, what was tying me back to my, to, to the homeland mm-hmm. as a little boy. And, um, you know, folk music here is kind of what things kind of like banjo and, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, kind of like, it's kind of like a feel good thing. But for us, folk, folk music had a very strong meaning, um, throughout our entire life. But then we moved to the Shenandoah Valley and that's when we were introduced to American folk music, like yeah. uh, bluegrass and Americana and also Irish music. That was our first, um, connection to Irish music when we came to the Shenandoah Valley. Mm-hmm. And um, our band is kind of almost like a, a conglomeration of all the influences of our life. So you you may hear a Ukrainian song during our set, Celtic, uh, a bluegrass one, and uh, it kind of keeps people on their toes. But throughout the process of kind of trying to come up with our sound, there's always been a debate back and forth. It's like, what is our sound? Mm-hmm. What are we shooting for? And, and essentially, like, are we a folk band or are we a rock band? And so there's been a lot of, it's been kind of like, we've been like a living organism as a band, mm-hmm. but there's been a lot of back and forth and a lot of almost like, you know, arguments, something putting our foot down. Like we're not, we're not going to go electric mm-hmm. because we want to stay folky, but we want the energy of yeah, a rock show. Which you guys definitely have. Like you guys are one of the most <laughs> high energy bands. I've seen a lot of shows, but you guys are like one of the most high energy bands I've, I've ever seen. So yeah. Uh, thanks yeah. man. Yeah. So I mean, for us, we really, and we want to have like the energy of ACDC <laughs> in a folk song. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, but we decided really that we want to stay within that genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, genres are, are kind of pigeonhole. I mean, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, for me, like folk music, uh, always me meant, um, kind of tying us back to where we came from. And even if you don't know where you came from, it it it, it will awaken that part of your heart um, that you belong to at some point to some group of people. And I think that's an element that folk music has, which makes was which makes it why it's still around. Yeah, mm-hmm. people need that nostalgia, and they also need it, um, you know, that connection. I mean, we're seeing that with all the DNA tests. Mm-hmm. People went crazy when the first DNA test went out. Everybody yeah. wanted to know. I'm Irish or, you know, I'm mm-hmm. Mongolian. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, newsflash, one eighth of, uh, one half of the world is Mongolian. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I've heard that too. That's, I, I really like how, how you kind of defined folk music as hard as it is to define. And, and I love Scythian's like kind of blend and fusion of the different, different genres. Um, but I love how you said it, like it, it's kind of connected to like where you came from. Um, I was an English major in college. And so in writing classes, especially like creative writing, when you're writing poetry and novels and stuff like that, they talk about how important it is to establish a sense of place a sense of place. And, and that, that's true for film or, and, and it's definitely in songwriting is establishing a sense of place. And I, I feel like folk music does that um, so well. And I, I love uh, the storytelling element of folk music. There's, there's great ballads. You know, we, we tend to use the word ballad to mean like a slow love song, but a, a ballad technically means a song that's a story, right? And so I love these stories. Um, 
that, that are, are preserved in, in folk music. And then the other thing I really love is I feel like there's such an, a well-integrated spirituality. I feel like in so many other genres of music, it's like, we're going to keep God over here. Okay. You can have your worship music and you can have your Christian bands. And that's almost like a separate genre. And maybe, or maybe if you're in hip hop, you can say, talk about God every once in a while. Maybe you can do a gospel song, but it's very segregated. And I feel like when I listen to folk music, it's very well integrated and it's not, it's not in a, in a, in a showy sort of like, this is a praise song sort of way. It's just, it's just evident that these are people who have walked with Jesus and these are people who are, are struggling through their life hand in hand with the Lord. Like that's, and that's, that's often what I, I love about listening to folk music. And some, some of my picks today are very much that sort of music. So, um, yeah, definitely. It's basically just boils down to the first commandment, which is be fruitful and, and multiply and, and subdue the earth. And folk music is families doing that throughout the millennium and, and, the, and the music which comes from that experience. So it's a very primal experience, and that's why it's so integrated and why it, it, it's seamless. What you just said is that that integration is seamless because it's literally going back to the, to the first commandment. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. And thanks, thank you for yeah. for sharing uh, a bit about your 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 parents' story. And man, I know my heart is just breaking for what's what's going on in the in the in the violence and just just for the the people of Ukraine. So definitely, I know know that my prayers are <laughs> are, are are with the Ukrainian people. And uh, I know lots of us feel the same way. And hopefully, we can have have some peace in the coming weeks and months. So. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. Let's let's get into some songs. So I asked you to to pick a few songs, Ethan. Let's get the uh, the lyrics up there if you would. Ethan's doing. He's my man in the chair today. Thank you, Ethan. So this is the band Scythian. There's uh, Dan with his brother Alex and the other guys from the band. And uh, who are they? I don't I don't know these guys. Can you tell us who they are? Yeah, sure. Um, so the guy with the big old smile, um, kind of to the bottom left, mm-hmm. I guess. Or I don't. Um, his name is Ethan Dean. Uh, mm-hmm. He's our upright bass player, electric bass player. He also plays drums and is our resident wild man. Um, <laughs> he's, he's the guy that will just jump on a speaker stack, and uh-huh. uh, he's about to have his fifth child. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. So his family man. And then Johnny um, is our drummer, Johnny Reese. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was in a, a big-time uh, band called La Angelus, okay. a family band. Nice. Um, and then so they broke up a couple of years back, and now he's our drummer, and he's He's kind of pulled it all together. That's awesome. Yeah, and here's here's some pictures for those of you that are watching rather than listening. These are from the Appaloosa Fest, and you can see they're ju- they're jumping around and you're rocking the accordion <laughs> there, and yeah, it's a, it's it's a fun show. So your f- first pick was this song called "Love Is Not a Gun" by this band Arbo. Um, so t- tell us about this song. Yeah, so Arbo um, is a brand new band um, out of Nashville, and um, just re- super talented songwriters. But um, I chose this song because. You know, one of my kind of pet peeves about folk music or, or singer-songwriting music is there's such an emphasis on, the, you know, the rawness of, of life and the reality of life. And these songs really take you down there, take you there, but they don't ever take you out. Okay. They don't, they don't, ever, they don't ever bring you back. They just mm-hmm. kind of leave you with this, like, gutted feeling, which does resonate with listeners, and that's why they're popular. Yeah. Because it, 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 it achieves the emotion for which it's going for, but... Um, I think that to me, like, it's the only reason you should be going back, and this goes with your even your life. If you you should never go back and look at your mistakes, mm. except if it's if it's for gratitude or to remember, I don't ever want to go back there again. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
and I feel this song just has um, it talks about the relationship of a of a, of a child to a parent, mm-hmm. and uh, and to me it's it's one of the 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 most you know universal pains that 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 is out there mm-hmm. is you want to have a better relationship with your parents, but I think um, the end of the song pretty much is like it's kind of like the hope that you 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 hope everybody experiences this type of sentiment towards a broken relationship and so that's why i i put this one forward and i think it's an amazing piece of songwriting amazing musicianship and uh they're going to be releasing their first full album in the next month or so but they're on spotify they're named arbo and i think they have two singles up there now yeah so i'd never heard this song before today but i listened to it and this song is really cool the musicianship but also the lyrics and um i love what you said about how a lot of music like it takes us down into the grit and the reality but it never lifts us back up it's like what what if the bible only had the laments you know but it never had the hope like it just had the cross and it doesn't have the resurrection and i think i think that's a that's a criticism of christianity sometimes is we focus too much on like the sin and the evil but we don't focus as much on the joy and the resurrection and so uh, uh I, I love what you were saying there. Um, I'm going to read some of the lyrics here. There's things I'm trying to tell you, been scared to spell it out, holding it inside me for a long time now. Love is not a hammer. Love is not a gun. Love is not a tool. You have to use someone. There's some deep stuff there. <laughs> what do you, what, what do you, what do you, what do you hear there? <laughs> I mean, to me, it is, it's just, it's, it's written from a place of anguish of, and you can almost, in between every one of the lines there, you can see the love mm-hmm. uh, that the, the person has for the person that they're talking to. And it's just a pain. It could actually just be Jesus from the cross. That's, that's how intense I feel that the, the yearning is. Mm-hmm. All I want is like, you know, like Jerusalem, Jerusalem. I just wanted to gather you up like a hunt, but, I, but you wouldn't have me. Wow. And that's, that's what I'm feeling that's why it's such a universal to me, such a universal feeling. And I really, the first time I heard the song, I was like, they're my friends. Uh-huh. And I was like, keep on listening to this song over and over again. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just put it on repeat because it just hits a different emotion every time I listen to it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love is not a hammer. Love is not a gun, not a tool. You have to use someone. I mean, remind, it reminds me of, um, so John Paul II, who's one of my heroes, his posters on the on the wall behind me. Um, when he's talking about love, he says that like the opposite of love, we often think of it as hate, but really the opposite of to love someone is to use someone. And the idea that a lot of times I think we often mistake the feelings of love for love when really in a lot of dysfunctional relationships or even otherwise healthy relationships we're kind of using that person for the way that they make us feel. And if it's, and, and I had um, a mentor one time uh, tell me this, this is the, the way, you know, real love from just kind of infatuation or lust of the feelings of love. And this goes for romance, but it goes for other relationships too, is notice and pay attention to how that person treats you when you're not making them when you're not like giving them good things to feel about to, to things to feel good about, you know, how do, how do they treat you when you're not giving them the good feelings, you know, and that's, that's just something to notice and it can be a, a real red flag. And that's, that's kind of something that, that stood out to me here. Love is not a gun. 
Whew, that's a good song. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also too, uh, specifically it, it becomes a lot more nuanced and difficult when it becomes to a, a parent child relationship. Mm-hmm. Cause no parent is actually going to be like, I'm going to use you sexually. Yeah, or like, uh-huh, I'm not going to sure. do that, but that's, that's what, you know, in, in the, in the, in the, you know, in the single world, that's how you know you're using someone if yeah. you're getting gratification, but, but, but with parents and children, it's never going to be that way. Mm-hmm. And it's so nuanced. And, uh, I think this song is a good challenge if you're a parent or if you're a child in a relationship. It's a, it's a kind of like, do I do this? Mm-hmm. In which ways do I do this? And mm-hmm. uh, newsflash, you're doing it because you're human. Uh, and and that's why I like about this song. It's like there's little ways if you actually and, – and it may not, may not be your intention, but just because we're falling, we're always going to hurt the ones we love. And And – I think it, uh, that's why this really touches me. Now I, I just became a dad for the first time, and I'm already just thinking like, how, what are ways I could possibly hurt my my child, mm-hmm. and, and and try to fit them into the box I want them to be in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like this song kind of captures some of that too. Yeah, and I and I see also like there there's almost um like a like a I'm I'm not gonna let this person like I'm kind of standing up for myself, and I'm not gonna let this person use me in the ways that I, that I have been used. Uh, this is, so this is either the last verse of the bridge. It says, and mostly I want to run away, not let you steal another day when you don't meet, need me. Do I cross your mind at all? Am I justified to feel this way? Even though you say I'm full of hate, I'm here because I've seen monsters get remade and it ain't always easy. It ain't ever proud. I should have, I should, I should have let you have it for a long time now. It's kind of like somebody who's finally standing up for themselves and being like, look, this is, this isn't full of hate. But like, I'm, I'm here to deal with the issues. <laughs> okay. We've swept yeah. this under the rug for too long. Like we need to have it out in the open and, and I, I want to run away and, and just not give you any more of my time. But like, we need to have this out. If we're going to have any more relationship, we need to do something here and, and have this out. So yeah, it's really good songwriting. Yeah. And I think that's actually, um, you know, a lot of your listeners may, you know, if they ask themselves, uh, you know, as, as a man coming up, one of the most common conversations I had is, um, you know, once we got a little bit older and, you know, can admit that we have feelings, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was a lot of guys said, you know, said that they had no relationship worth speaking of with their dads, but they, they couldn't, they didn't know how to bring it up and they couldn't confront their father on all these ways that he, they've been hurting him. And, and I was like, wow, I've heard this conversation over and over and over again. And, um, I feel this is the perfect you know, snapshot of that moment where you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's just, it's a very like hopeful song. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and I think I was actually, so it's, it's so interesting that this comes up because I was just talking to one of my friends the other day about his relationship with his dad. And it's very much like what you describe. And he was thinking about like having a conversation with him and, um, he's like, how do, how do I do this? I don't know how to have a conversation with my dad. And, and like what, what I said to him, I said, oh, pray to the Holy Spirit. And I was just like, you know, for, first of all, like make sure that he knows that like this is out of love. Like this conversation is happening, not because I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to tear you down, dad. Okay. Like, I really love you. I really care about you. I need to talk with you about something that's, that's really important to me. Can we have a few minutes together to talk about this? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I think it, these hard conversations they can be very difficult. The person may not re- react very well, but <laughs> I think a lot of times they're they're important to have. So, yeah, so I think this song pretty much you know nails a really kind of difficult topic, mm-hmm. but it's it doesn't leave me depressed. Yeah, after mm-hmm. I listen to it, I feel hopeful. 
Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I chose this song. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So this is my pick. Uh, we're going to go back and forth here. So Patty Griffin, right. who uh, I love Patty Griffin. I, for me, she's like the Flannery O'Connor of, of folk music. And uh, this is one of her songs. I'm going to play just a little bit of it. It's called When It Don't Come Easy. Red lights are flashing down the highway. I wonder if we're going to ever get home. I wonder if we're gonna ever get home tonight So if you break down I'll drive out and find you Yeah, if you forget my love Oh, I'll try to remind you And I'll stay by you don't come easy when it don't come easy so this song when it don't come easy it's talking about um so red lights are flashing down the highway i wonder if we're ever going to get home like gotten it's kind of using this car crash scenario um everywhere the water is getting rough your best intentions might not be enough i wonder if we're ever going to get home tonight but if you break down, I'll drive out and find you. If you forget my love, I'll try to remind you and stay by you when it don't come easy. And um, the second verse, I don't know nothing except change will come. Year after year, what we do is undone. It's kind of talking about like, there's going to be terrible things in life. I don't know anything except there's going to be change. But whatever mm-hmm. happens, <clears throat> I'm going to drive out and find you. <laughs> you know? And uh, so like th- this song is just like such a deep song of, of, of love and devotion. And, um, you know, in the, in the scriptures, it talks about God's love for his people. It's a covenant love, right? And mm-hmm. even if they abandon the Lord for generations at a time, like still they can return to the Lord, still they can return to the Lord. So like that sort of love is like, that's the sort of man I want to be, you know, by God's grace. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what my wife and I are like trying to build with each other. And that's not always easy either, you know, um, and that, and that's, that, that takes a lot of work and a, and a lot of, um, yeah, it just takes a lot of work. And, and that's, that's what we're trying to do for our children. Like this song especially makes me think of the sort of, you know, in contrast to the last song, like I want my kids to know, like my love for you is not, dependent upon your good behavior. You know, I want you to be well behaved, but there's nothing you could do that would make me love you less. You know what I mean? So my my listeners always laugh at me because I always get like teary on the show, but (laughs) well, that's, that's a sign that the song is doing what it's supposed to be doing. uh It's tapping into those like the deepest emotions that are out there. I think it's pretty uh, interesting that you chose this one on the back end of that last one. Yeah, it is. You're right. That that point is amazing. The fact that it's like, this is basically kind of the, the playbook mm-hmm. for me yeah. you know, with my little daughter. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. Man, having a having a daughter is a game changer. I mean, I have, a, I have a daughter and a son, but I had a daughter first, and just like, whoo, man, it does it does something to a man's heart <laughs> to have a daughter. <laughs> I know it's pretty amazing how you went from like, no, I'm I'm gonna try to. You're saying like, you know, I'm working, I'm trying to get that Grammy, blah blah blah, blah this and that, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, all that matters is I can make money so I can provide for my daughter, and yeah. overnight it was just like, um. Yeah, and yeah, I I I, I totally resonate with your sentiment there. I'm just mm-hmm. like, 
because I'm doing a, um, for the first time, a Bible in a year with Father Schmitz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. My wife and I are doing that. And I, I, I was like, you know, what? I've never actually read the entire Bible in mm-hmm. my life. So we're doing that, but we're on that section, and I'm just an exodus. I'm like, man, these Israelites are so stupid to just keep on doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's me. Oh, but I was like, well, that's, it's me. That's me. Yeah. That's me, yeah. And so, yeah, I think it kind of resonates. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot this last week. Um, and this song is, is basically that in, in, in song form. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think, though, that she's actually very religious, but it's amazing how mm-hmm. – it's it's woven into our, the fabric of our being, whether you're Christian or not. Yeah, it's, it's, human, like it's human nature. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's interesting to see like she's probably not, uh, or if she's Christian, she's not. She's probably not not practicing or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what it is, but like most of these artists are, at some point, it's not acid, but they're still writing these beautiful, profound things. Yeah, and that to mm-hmm. me is beautiful. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Um, all right, let's get to your second pick, uh, Tommy Sands' There Were Roses. Tell us about this song. Yeah, so Tommy uh, and I got to be friends. Uh, we were doing a festival, and um, we had hours in between our sets. So he's like, hey, you want to go for a walk? He's from uh, Northern, Northern Ireland. And um, when he was a teenager, I mean, he was a little boy. He had two best friends. So there was three of them. They were like a, a little trinity running around uh, Belfast. And uh, one was Catholic and one was Protestant. And um, it was during the Troubles. Um, one of his best friends uh, was Catholic and he was dating a Protestant girl on the other side of town. And when people find out about this, they weren't going to have it. And um, so the, the Protestants uh, killed him. Wow. And then when uh, the Catholics found out about this, they did a retribution killing and they killed his other best friend. Oh, my gosh. So in one night, he lost both both of his best friends. He was about 19 at the time. And so he wrote this song um, to basically just make a plea. Please stop killing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tensions were at an all time high and they were at an impasse in parliament. And so, um, he was, you know, he's in his sixties or seventies now. And he told me that this was his, his favorite song and his proudest moment of his life. Cause they, then they brought him in this 19 year old and he said, listen, I, I lost both of my best friends in one day. And so they, he, in the middle of this parliament with just like tensions at all time high, um, he sang this song and everybody, was weeping Wow! in the room and they came to a resolution and he said, this was basically the turning point. This song was the turning point of the negotiation talks. And so I wanted this song too, because this is what's kind of going on in Ukraine today. Yeah. And this is my hope um, for, for what's going on in, in, in Ukraine and in Russia. So um, this is a pretty poignant song. And I think this is kind of like, he goes down. Everyone says, why do the Irish people sing sad songs? And he says, the Irish people don't sing sad songs to make you more sad. We sing sad songs so that we can get the sadness out of our, out of us so we can be happy again. Wow. Man. And I think that to me was the best of the, of the role of music. Yeah. When we, you know, there is an appropriateness for, for sorrow and it's so we can have room for joy again. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and bless, all grieving. Blessed are those who mourn. You know, there's something to that. Jesus said, um, and just like the power of art, and 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 you know, I'm a musician, so I, I very much relate to what you're saying. But but God has given us that creative impulse. You were talking about be fruitful and multiply, but it's it's not just. Uh, um, a fruitfulness of the loins. I don't know how else to say that, I guess, for, for literal, literal children. But there's, there's a, um, you know, your friend Tommy, like this, he has a real spiritual fatherhood through this song. Um, and I know for, for, um, I'm not doing as much songwriting anymore, but just the things I create, even, even podcasting and, and when I give talks and when I'm at, at you know, working with youth, like, the things I create, like that's, that's my prayer is that this would be an act of spiritual fatherhood, um, for the, that, that this, this art and creativity would, would somehow, um, point people to the truth, the good and the beautiful, which is, which is God. Um, yeah, let's, let's read a little bit of these lyrics though. Alan, he was Protestant and Sean was Catholic born. It never made a difference. The friendship was strong. But sometimes in the evening when we heard the sound of drums, we said it won't divide us. We will always be as one. For the ground our fathers plowed in, the soil, it is the same. And the places where we say our prayers have just got different names. We thought about the friends who dies and we hope there will be no more. It's little then we realize the tragedy in store. And so he goes on this. It's, it, this is definitely a ballad and it goes through the whole uh, story. Um, yeah, really, so really powerful go to, song. Go, go back towards the end. So it yeah. says... Um, uh, my song for you this evening is not to make you sad, nor for adding to the sorrows of this troubled northern land. But lately I've been thinking, and it just won't leave my mind, to tell you of two friends one time who were both good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where the moral is or, th- or where this song should end, but I wonder how many wars are fought between good friends. And those who give the orders are not the ones to die. It's Belle and O'Malley and the likes of you and I. Wow. Yeah, that's prophetic for our times, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I think that that right there is a folk music um, at its best. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for introducing us to that. Um, all right. Anything else before we move on? I feel I feel like I need that's a moment it. to like process that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, that I guess everybody everybody's going to be uh, finding these songs on Spotify. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll make a I'll make a playlist and put it in the show notes of our of, of the songs we picked. So um, I'll throw, I'll throw some Scythian tunes on there too. So um, oh, thanks, appreciate that. Uh, all right, yeah, absolutely. So um, this song, my my brother is huge into folk music, so I'm, I'm influenced by by a lot of what he shared. So this guy Josh Ritter, I had not known until he showed me this song, uh, but it's called "When Will I Be Changed." So uh, this goes, uh, I've been told there is power in the blood. Is it enough? Is it enough to carry me back from where I am to where I was? And I hope there is some power in my blood Oh, when, oh, when Will I be changed? Oh, when, oh, when Will I be changed From this devil that I am? Oh, when, oh, when Will I be changed? All right. You familiar with Josh Ritter at all? Yeah, we actually uh, um, accidentally ended up at one of his shows. We were doing this uh, this huge citywide event in Toronto, and mm-hmm. then 
we just walked into a building and there, there he was on stage. <laughs> and I was, we're like, that's awesome. So yeah. it was, so that was my introduction to Josh Ritter. So it was a, a very accidental, but I, I loved it. Yeah. That's super cool. All right. So this song for me, it's, it's very much about like wrestling with, the struggles within. Um, I've been told that there's a power in the blood. Is it enough to carry me back from where I wa- I am to where I was? Um, just kind of, you know, you, 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 I grew up in the faith and being told that God is loving and almighty and your sins are forgiven. And then, man, the first time you really screw up, <laughs> it's a whole different ballgame. And I, I just remember the, the, the first time it was like in, in high school, like I, I did, I did something. Yeah. It was like the first time it was like, I have sinned. I'm a sinner. <laughs> and and, and I, I remember my, my, my older brother, Dave, the one who introduced me to this song. I remember like he could tell we, we were working at the swimming pool that summer and, um, I was like vacuuming the dry, the diving well and like my bucket hat and my like orange lifeguard swim trunks. And like, just, I, he could tell I was sad. He came over and he's like, what's wrong. And I, I just spilled the beans or whatever. And he was like, I think you should call up father Kevin and like go to confession and have a talk with him. Like that was the priest that always went on retreats with us and stuff. And I was like, you can just call up and like ask to go to confession. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, but then he'll know I'm a sinner. I was like, well, that's kind of the point, you know? Like, so I just, that's what this song reminds me of is like, just, it, there's a certain amount of maturity in recognizing that first, first of all, recognizing that like, I'm not perfect. I have some things to do to, to work on, but, and I'm capable, I'm really capable of hurting people and I have hurt people. But then the, I think the, the second step and a lot of people get stuck before they get there is that I really can be forgiven. It's almost like what you were saying before, like some people get stuck in the reality of the muck, but then there's not ever the rise from the lamentation. And, um, I feel that's where he's saying here, he's like, will I ever be changed? Am I ever going to, you know, I've been dealing with this, this sin or this way that I am for, for so long. And I, I just, uh, this last line, uh, or last verse, um, I hope that in this green and peacefulness that you let me stay, even a poor serpent needs a place to rest for a while as he's waiting to be changed. Um, so anyway, I just think that's, that's a beautiful image of, of, um, you know, realizing it's going to take God a little while to work on us, but like you can have some, you can have some peace in that journey. So anyway. Yeah. I kind of find it, um, in my spiritual life too, is like, um, it's often like we want to make it happen or we want, we won't forgive ourselves. So God may forgive me, but I don't because I, you have this pride. Um, but I think in my life is just like, I was very sick skull, but like, he just keeps on like, knocking the feet out from under you till you get to the point where you're like, I just need a place to rest. And I'm a, I'm a car now. I finally like give up and I'm a broken car. You're the mechanic. and I'll let you finally work on my heart. Yes. But like, I think a lot of times when my, like I've seen in my life and my friend's life, when we're being stubborn, it just keeps on sending bad, like things that hurt. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause we won't, we won't, we won't wake up. And I think it's finally when I, I felt like that, I actually started like letting God be my father. And, mm-hmm. and take care of things is when I didn't have the energy or strength to do anything else. Yeah. So I was just like lying there. I'm like, I just, I feel like I'm just need a place to rest. And I, yeah. I, I like that, that verse. Cause it, it, it just kind of captures that moment for me. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. I, I just think, um, 
you know, it's, 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 it's weird. There's all these images in scripture of God that he's, I mean, he's the lion and the lamb, right? Like sometimes it feels like he's just like wrecking your heart, but then there's like also this incredible tenderness, you know? And I mean, that's, that's, I mean, some, sometimes a parent has to be stern with you and sometimes you, you, you need a lesson. And, um, I know for me, often the lesson is you can't do it on your own. And I, I think, sometimes in trying to overcome sin or trying to overcome vice or trying to change in this way or that way, it often becomes me wanting to be perfect rather than me wanting to really be holy, you know, because holiness is not like holiness is reliance on God, right? Holiness is holiness is not um, just like self-discipline and self-control. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I think I, I, that that's kind of what this makes me think of. So. Yeah, I, I like this song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like, I like it. as an artist, I like him. Uh huh. Uh, this is strangely uh, self-serving. This one right here. <laughs> no, I, 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 no. So I, this, this is a Scythian song, and I'm glad you chose it. I was hoping that we'd get to talk about a Scythian song. So, uh, your brother wrote this, yeah? Yeah, and I, I just like I have to just admit that I'm a fan of my brother's songwriting. Um, I love that kind of our, our, our very strong notion when we first started that we had no right. To write any originals mm. we had uh we wanted to make it an apprenticeship so we said let's not even write any originals for the first like three or four years mm-hmm. and just learn all the greats mm-hmm. and then then we'll have to, like, something to say once we feel like we've been kind of like in uh, permeated by all this you know these great songwriters mm-hmm. and i i was the original like songwriter of the band but then all of a sudden alex like six years in starts writing music and i was like wow you're just really talented um, it was amazing. Someone that's been my like my best friend my whole life. And, you know, we were roommates growing up, and I never knew he had this amazing talent of of just writing. So all of his songs that he writes, I'm like, I'm actually a fan of your music. So I get to be on stage as he's singing his songs, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so I, that's why I chose this. Yeah, that's great. So t- tell us about this song. I was watching I was watching the music video uh, a little bit before. So tell tell us about this song. Um, you know, he, he basically just he wrote it as a tribute to my dad. Um, it's kind of one of those things is like, oh, we can learn a lot from our dads. And my dad is amazing dad, father now. Um, earlier on in our lives, um, he was more of a provider and we learned more by just watching him, but we didn't necessarily have that, you know, that father son relationship that we yearned for, but now we do, uh, cause he's everyone, everyone softens up as they get older. <laughs> but, but one thing that we saw is my dad was just like, he just taught us just don't ever give up the fight. Like he had 10 kids. And he was a professor and he was working two jobs. And it's just kind of like, you may feel like you're just at the end of your limit. But, you know, at that moment, remember, like, you have this memory of your, of your dad. And he, he lived, he walked the walk. And so it's kind of this, like, message of, like, just, re- just remember, like, even if your dad didn't have the best relationship with your dad, the fact that you had a dad and he didn't run away. he stuck out through a lot mm-hmm. and now being just at the tip of the iceberg being a father now, yeah, I have a lot more sympathy for my dad yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, with one child. I can't imagine having 10. Yeah. Uh, so you have nine brothers and sisters? Sisters and two brothers, seven sisters and two brothers. That's awesome. Alex and I started a band. We had to, we had to stay together. So that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'm going to read some of these lyrics uh, for people that are listening and not watching. It says, this is, I think this is the chorus. Uh, my, yeah, daddy, yeah. my daddy said, son, don't give up the fight. It's a cold, hard night, but the sun will rise in the morning. You got to brush off the dirt no matter how much hurt. 
it won't keep the wheels from churning. I guess this, this is very dad, dad advice. <laughs> I feel like yeah, this is yeah, going to help yeah. dad advice. Yeah. And I, so I just also like, like my dad is uh, kind of uh, on his last legs here with uh, diabetes and mm. he may go any day now. And wow. um, so it's, it's really awesome for us, like uh, to be able to write songs for our parents. Mm-hmm. And as an artist, you're like, wow, I got, I got to do something. See that I, I love them mm-hmm. with this song. When I show them this song, but this is about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's another reason why uh, this song is special. That is awesome. Thank, thanks for sharing that. I, I really, I'm, I'm always feel so honored when these, when I have guests on my show and these are people I've, I've only like just quote unquote met via a, a zoom call and you share these very vulnerable things about what you're going through. So, so thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you would share that with, with us and, and our listeners. And this is, this is a beautiful tribute. Um, to your dad. Uh, one of the things I love just, you know, as, as a songwriter myself that I really appreciate is just like all, all the imagery, um, of the flowers and there's a time for fighting on the courtroom floor. Like what a cool image. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, there's a de- time you best run out the back door and climb through the kitchen window. Like there's just, there's these really cool images that you can really picture in your head. So that's, uh, that's good. Uh, that's a good, good songwriter. Uh, I, love, I was like, man, Alex, that was really good. That's really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, Nice to cheer on my bro. Yep. That is awesome. That is awesome. All right. So, uh, anything else about this song before we move on? Uh, no, that's about it. It's just, a, it's just a fun song. I love performing it. It's one of my favorite songs to perform live. Cause mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just a wall of harmonies on the chorus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but it has a real old time feel almost like as if Bob Dylan had written it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, uh, it's a great compliment. A lot of the songs my brother writes, people would be like, wait, you wrote this? Like mm-hmm. I thought this was an old, old song. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's, he's actually very talented at taking and putting them in an old folk style. Nice. Um, so that, I think this is a good example of that. That's super cool. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Very cool. So this is uh, my pick number three. So this is kind of a super group. The band is called Fiction Family, but um, it's John Foreman of Switchfoot and Sean Watkins of Nickel Creek. And they've done two albums together uh, called Fiction Family. And it's really, really good, just great songwriting. Both of those bands are awesome. So the fact that like two of the songwriters from those bands are doing stuff together. And this is a song called Closer Than You Think. Um, I'm going to play just uh, a little bit of it. So... You've got a vision of some far-off day, beautiful and bright. A carrot hanging out of reach, but always in your sight. There's an icon in your mind, stands for happiness one day. A picture on a wall of a kingdom far away. Oh, it's closer than you think. It's breathing in between And oh, it's closer than you think Oh, it's right under your feet It's a really fun little tune And um, it's, it's, I think it's, it's like a kind of a critique of a lot of Christianity and I don't know Catholicism, but just Christianity in America, this idea of, I think it's, it can be a temptation to in Christianity to focus too much on, all right, 
one day there will be heaven. And for now we just pay, pray and obey. <laughs> and, you know, like we, we kind of, we can kind of in the, in the, not the gospel of James, the letter of James, uh, he talks about how, uh, if, if, you know, someone is hungry, you have to feed them. You can't just be like, Oh God bless you. No, there is, yeah. there is work to be done in the here and now. Like when Jesus came, you know, he said, we pray for the kingdom to come to earth and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And like those parables about the kingdom of God, it's not just one day. It is one day in heaven, but it's already here. Like he came to inaugurate the kingdom of God here and it, we, we'll never see it in its fullness here. Like there will always be something less than satis, left unsatisfied in us. There will always be until we reach that one day when there is, you know, every tear is dried and there is no more wailing. But just I, I love this song and how it talks about um, – you know, as Christians, we, we need to keep one eye here too. Like we have, we have an eye towards heaven and we're kind of stuck in this mm-hmm. tension in, in between there. This is the bridge. Um, forget about your brother. If he doesn't seem to understand the heaven you've concocted in your head, your head, never mind your sister. When she asks you silly questions about all the broken people left unfed, hurting questions are better left to dead. Um, you spend your life inside a box looking through stained glass and dream about a better day and hope it finds you fast. So just, I think this is a real challenge to us to, um, you know, may, maybe some of us are too focused on the here and now. We need to focus more on eternity. But I think some of us, we yeah. get too focused on eternity and kind of check out and we need to be focused on the here and now. So I really think that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Have you ever, have you ever listened to these guys before? No, uh, Sean Watkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, He's just a monster player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love his style. And I, I liked um, when Nickel Creek came back and did their reunion album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that album. Yeah, uh, they're so so talented. Yeah. Yeah, so talented. But yeah. I, I actually have never, uh, I've never seen uh, Switch, Switchfoot. Yeah. So anyway, well, check check out these albums, these fiction fam- fiction family albums. They're really good. Um, and no, definitely check it out. Yeah. So all right, I think I think we're 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 coming to a close here. Um, what are, so two questions I want to uh, ask you before we we are done here is one we've talked about a lot of different things and how it relates to our personal lives and the spiritual life. I promised my <clears throat> listeners at the beginning that we would give them some like gospel takeaways for like how to how to implement the gospel in their life. What's what's one thing from our conversation that you're going to take with you that you you think our listeners could take? Oh man, jeez, I think like folk music is going back to your roots and what matters, uh, kind of the nostalgia. Uh, I think it'd just be the gospel challenge of um, just remembering who you are. Um, and, and, not, and and there's really not a lot of um, self-reflection in a lot of folk music. It just was very uh, purposeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, we need to have a dance. So we'll get a fiddler mm-hmm. to go and make up songs. They can't even be silly, but as long as they keep that beat and we can mm-hmm. keep on dancing, it's serving its purpose. Mm-hmm. I think um, mainstream music media and record labels have made it very much uh, um, egocentric and, and uh, kind of almost like this, like cult of like, you know, the gods on stage. And yeah. um, I think we, we're doing that with social media in our lives, um, you know, kind of create a, an image that, that is greater. But I think it's just kind of the challenge of like, no, just go back to who you are. How were you raised? Uh, remember your parents and the sacrifices that were made for, for you to have. I mean, did you get to go to college? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe your parents paid for that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's no such thing as a self-made man or woman. And mm-hmm. so it's just the challenge of going back to our roots and, uh, and, and just with gratitude and trying to find all the areas that have gratitude. And then um, like with folk music, I think when you 
when you let yourself just be open to that, then then you start to feel like happy. It's not just a valley of tears or just bad things or uh, it's I think you'll be you'll you'll be touched yeah. if you do that. I love that. I love that. And, and through the scriptures, how often are we told to remember? Remember what the Lord has done for you. Remember the people, the generations have passed. You know, has anyone mm-hmm. looked to the Lord and been forgotten? Yes. Yeah. Um, all that stuff from Exodus and Sirach. It's, it's beautiful stuff. All right. My second question for you is, would you close us in prayer about everything that we've been talking about today? Sure. Sure. Awesome. All right. Heavenly Father, um, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit down upon every one of the listeners here today. We're all broken people, um, and we all have need of finding a Savior, uh, of being redeemed. Um, help us see, first of all, that we're creatures, that without you we're nothing, and that you do have a claim on our lives. And, uh, and you, but we know that you're a loving God, and, and you're sending us beautiful things the good things, like any parent who wants their child to have good things. Uh, so with music, give us, send your Holy Spirit, to choose the right the right songs and the right music, which will uplift our souls, the true, the good, and the beautiful, where we can see your face revealed in this music. And uh, go away from idolatry. We're always being tempted to go back to the idols. The, the music, which makes us turn in on our, ourselves and, our, and making our emotions the idols. But uh, let us find music which uplifts us and builds community and uh, brings us to a greater understanding of ourselves and of you. We ask this through the intercession of your mother, Mary. Amen. Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dan, thank you so much for this conversation. I know you're a busy guy and you got a wife and you got a kid now and you got a lot going on. So I really appreciate you taking the time to share about your journey and uh, share about these, these songs. And uh, listeners, I really hope that you have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. If you like this conversation, if you learned something from it, I would ask you to do two things. First of all, would you share this with somebody who you think would appreciate this conversation? Maybe they would like the music. Maybe they would like the message. But please just share this list listeners with, um, you know, anyone you think uh, would appreciate it, share it on social media or, or send it to them. And the second thing, if you really want to support us, go to popculturecatechism.com and become a patron of the show. There are six tiers of giving. Pick something that fits your monthly budget or your monthly tithe. And you are what makes this show possible and allows us to, to pay staff like Ethan behind the desk and allows us to um, have, have lights in this great studio and so forth. And it's you're supporting all the efforts at Awaken Catholic. And also as a bonus for you, you get exclusive content that comes with every single episode episode. Like for example, with this episode, I'm going to play some songs that I'm going to play a, a song or two that I have written that is not released anywhere. It's not, not with my old band. I've written in, in the years since you won't, you can't hear this anywhere except in the pop culture catechist community on the awaken app. And also all the talks that I give in my speaking ministry as well are in there. Also, speaking of the Awaken app, it is a free app for everyone who is looking for a great Catholic or Christian community. Maybe it's a little bit uh, a better option for you than some other more toxic forms of social media. There's also a Christian prayer library, a Christian music library on there. And also, if you are a patron of a show, you have uh, access to the premium app, which has a bunch of stuff, not just from me, but from other show hosts um, and a, a, lot of, a lot of good exclusive stuff for you. So thank you for listening. We love you and God loves you too. A special thank you and shout out to all of our patrons who make this show possible, but especially Carl and Melissa Gore, Lisa and Bob Tenney, Stephen, Maggie Hubbard, Rob Smith, and Tom and Emily Comberiati. Thank you so, 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 so much. 
Right now is the perfect time to become a patron because in Lent 2022, I am giving a six-week lecture series during Lent at a parish nearby where I will be going through the greatest hits of Catholic spirituality. It's kind of a crash course in how to pray and different methods of prayer. So if you've been looking for a way to jumpstart your prayer life, if you become a patron, you get access to all of those talks as well as all the other talks I give, plus the exclusive content for each episode. So now is the perfect time to become a patron.